Why COVID has taught the church valuable lessons. We're going to think about three lessons in particular in this episode. And before I get into these lessons, I do want to make it very clear. In no way am I downplaying the problems and the heartaches from the past two years at the time I record this, roughly the past two years of this pandemic. People we know have died, and people that we love have lost people that they love. The past couple of years has been filled with with grief and with a constant concern for our loved ones, especially our loved ones who are at high risk, whether they have health problems, whether they're older, whatever the case may be. We've lived with a higher level of concern for people that we love over the last couple of years. And without minimizing all the problems and and all the death and the grief and the losses from the last two years, I do want us to stop and think, are there any positives? Are there things that we have come to appreciate more because of our circumstances? Thinking specifically of us as Christians, how have God's people shined as lights for His glory during this time? Here are, I suppose, in, in my in my judgment, in my opinion, here are three valuable lessons that COVID has maybe not necessarily taught the church, as in we never knew them before, but COVID has reminded us of these things that I think we already knew. First of all, we were reminded that we need each other. As Christians, we need encouragement from our brothers and our sisters in Christ. The writer of Hebrews said in Hebrews 10, verse 24 and 25, he wrote, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. Once again, that's Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. We must seek to understand and and notice and see what it is our brethren are facing in their lives every day. We need to be there for each other so that we can stir up our love for each other and motivate each other to keep working, to keep going, to keep serving the Lord. And and notice this passage, it's I do want you to think about that passage in Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. It's not just because some people treat it this way. It's not just showing up so that you can check off a box. Some people treat this passage in that way. Okay, I got to show up so I'm there every time the doors are open and check the box off. And whew, you know, it doesn't matter if I interact with people. It doesn't matter what my attitude is. So long as I'm there, hey, that's all that matters. That's not what this passage says. This passage tells us there's a purpose to being there. And the purpose to being together with our brothers and sisters is actually to help them. We need to be there. We need each other. Your brothers and sisters in Christ, they need you to encourage them, to help them, to build them up. And you need them to help you, to build you up, to encourage you. And I think during the past two years, I hope that we've all realized how much we need each other 
and how important it is to be there for each other, to help each other. So first of all, I guess we were reminded, and we are being reminded, that we need each other so much as God's family. Second of all, we were reminded that life is uncertain. And I suppose that, you know, we've always known life is uncertain. But as we generally live our lives from day to day, I think that thought tends to rest in the back corner of our minds somewhere. We know life is uncertain, but we don't, I guess we don't think about it a whole lot. However, I think over the past two years, we were reminded more often that life is uncertain. That thought was brought to the forefront of our minds more often than it was in times past. In James 4, verse 13 through 14, James wrote, Come now you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go to such a city and and spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. He says, Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It's even a vapor, it's like a mist that appears for a little time, and then it vanishes away. James 4, 13 through 14. Realizing that life is short and uncertain ought to motivate us to live according to the Lord's will. That's what James says in the next passage in James 4, verse 15. And we live with this reminder, the reminder that life is short and uncertain, every day for the past couple years, basically. So COVID has reminded us that this life, there's no, there's no guarantees in this life on tomorrow. Life is uncertain. There's no, you know, there's no promises that you and I are going to live to be 65, 70, 75, 80, or more years old. No one's guaranteed that. And we were reminded of that over and over during the last couple of years. Life is uncertain. so. We ought to live our life according to the Lord's will, knowing that whether it's 70 years or whether it's 30 years, we need to live following God's will during this short window of time we have here on this earth. And then the last thing that I've been reminded of during COVID is we were reminded to pursue the things which make for peace. In Romans chapter 14, near the end of this chapter, this is a chapter where Paul has been discussing, he's talking about matters of conscience and matters of personal judgment. Near the end of this chapter, Paul said, Therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify another. Romans 14 verse 19. And I think back to the days, you know, especially back into 2020 at this point, more so. You know, wearing masks is is not something that we had ever experienced before in coming to worship God. In all my years growing up, I I don't ever remember seeing, I don't know that I ever remember seeing anyone wearing any kind of a mask coming to worship. 
maybe somewhere along the way, someone who had significant health problems, maybe they wore a mask, but I really, I really can't recall any specific example. You know, the, the, wearing mask was something that was very new to practically all of us, anyone not in the medical field. And I remember that, you know, some people felt very, very strongly about them, either for them or against them. As Christians, in matters such as this, in matters which, look, that's a matter of conscience, that's a matter of personal judgment, in matters such as this, we must, as Paul said, pursue the things which make for peace. Uh, the congregation where I'm, I'm blessed to be able to serve and to work in some capacity now, uh, the West Hobbs Street Church of Christ, uh, I, I commended them for, for the congregation here for pursuing peace. Um, they, everyone sort of pitched in, you know, whether people were for it or against it, everyone sort of set aside their own individual desires and beliefs, and everyone pursued the things which made for peace here. Uh, and that was such a blessing. Um, because I know personally of at least one congregation uh, that's not in the area where I am, but I know of at least one congregation where at least many people did not pursue peace. And as a result, back during, I guess, the, the early startup of the pandemic, they had significant problems. Why? Because People were not interested in obeying what Paul said in Romans 14, verse 19. They weren't interested in pursuing peace. They were interested in doing what they wanted to do. It wasn't about the Lord's church and preserving the peace of the body of Christ. It was about doing what they wanted and getting their way. And as we go forward together, I sure hope that eventually COVID can be put behind us. But as we go forward together, maybe through COVID, out of COVID, and maybe into something else, let us continue to pursue the things which make for peace. In doing this, we continue to be like Christ, which is what Paul says at the beginning of the following chapter, Romans 15, 1 through 3. In pursuing things which make for peace in matters of conscience and matters of personal judgment, in doing that, you are being like Jesus Christ. So I appreciate your, your good attention uh, to this podcast. I'm thankful that we can do this together. Uh, check out other podcasts on the Scattered Abroad Network and think about the things we've talked about today. I hope you have a good rest of your day. And as always, may God bless you. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, and please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.